Hey friends, I am so happy you're here. I'm Annie, your host, and welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast, where I'm right here next to you navigating this crazy, beautiful journey called life. And if I've learned one thing over the years of pivoting my life from military officer to entrepreneur and business owner to content creator and world traveler, it's that we all go through ups and downs. Maybe you're going through some shit right now, or maybe you're living your best life. Either way, I found this journey through life to be one of tremendous discovery about myself and what I want out of it, but also how the world works and how that affects me. I also know that getting uncomfy and following the heart tugs has always led me in the right direction. So I want you to know that you're not alone on this roller coaster of life. I'm figuring it out and bringing you along with me. So hang on. We're going to dig deep and dive in. Let's get uncomfy. about today's topic because I actually just wrote an Instagram post on it but I wanted to dive so much deeper into this area and so I figured why not let's do a whole episode on this topic being how to become the person that achieves their goals and not the person who's constantly starting over the person who's constantly setting goals quitting and saying they'll start over on Monday (laughs) Right? We've all been there, and I've definitely been there, which is why I feel like I can give you guys some good things I've implemented into my life, things that have really made a huge change in the way I show up and in the way I achieve my goals, because this year I finally feel like I have done some things and um, created some habits, routines, patterns, if you will, that have allowed for me to show up in the way that I am most proud of in life and I know for years previous I definitely while I might have been outwardly achieving my goals I definitely wasn't doing it in a way that was sustainable or like healthy or even like made me feel good at times so um, I really feel like the way I'm approaching my goals and what I want to achieve in life this year has been a little bit different and that's why I wanted to share with you guys again some of the things that I have implemented some things that I have started to do to just change that narrative I essentially just got sick and tired of every time I set a big goal like feeling like I couldn't show up for it and maybe you guys feel this in your fitness goals your health goals relationship goals career goals you know side hustle goals whatever you've got going on I feel like these things are going to be applicable so let's dive in okay number one designated daily chill time okay (laughs) this might be like probably the most unexpected tip you would think of in a podcast about how to be successful because you're probably thinking like oh my god wouldn't she be telling me like no excuses and that is definitely the vibe that I have given off in the past and by in the past I mean like circa like 2018 2019 2020 maybe but your girl is grown and evolved and (laughs) I experienced burnout I experienced in the past I don't know if you guys can hear that experienced burnout in the past and it is a not enjoyable and 
I've even experienced it, like, not in a huge, like, dead, burnout, done, quitting over it way, but in a, like, in a way that makes me feel like, all right, I'm starting over on this goal. Like, you know, it's Monday or it's the first of the month or the first of the year and I'm going to, like, have this goal again. You know, you guys know what I mean, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean when I say burnout, I don't necessarily mean, like, you're full-on quitting, but kind of where you're in this cycle of, like, not making progress where you're setting a goal, kind of showing up, falling off the wagon, getting back on. Does that make sense? So the reason why I think designated daily chill time is important is because it gives you a time, a, a like the mental permission to turn off for a set period of time. And for me, it's typically like an hour, um, if I'm being honest, and it's usually while I'm eating a meal or um, at a time of day like after I do work or before I have something big coming up or something like that. like, But it is designated, meaning I have pre-planned for it. I know it's coming. I know it's happening. And it has an endpoint. So it's not like I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to lay here now. But what I think is really important about this is to just realize that when we are in a season of go, 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 when we are motivated, we are motivated. If you're listening to this podcast, you might be similar to me where you're a type A person, you have big goals, you're driven. Um, however, all those things could be strong suits and strengths, but they can also be weaknesses because when you are so go, 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 and this is what I experience, um, is when I'm so go, 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 I find it hard to like let myself pause or have moments that aren't directly related to productivity you know what I mean and so what I found in the past is when I was so go 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 I wouldn't allow myself to like recharge and I was thinking about this the other day because I realized that in this season of my life like so I'm recording this and it's August of 2023 and so you know we're almost eight full months through with 2023 and for the first time in like a while I feel like I've been really dedicated and consistent in the way that I'm showing up with my goals and it's not in like an all or nothing like let everything burn to the ground while I you know go after this goal it's been in a little bit more I'm not going to say fully balanced way because I don't know if I even believe in full balance but topic for another time um However, in this season, I am allowing my t- myself time for recharging, allowing myself time for a little bit of a mental break and just existing outside of productivity or, you know, creating content or putting things out or um, creating and working and hustling and all that sort of stuff. Because, like, I have found that I can be motivated and driven and a hard worker without burning myself out. Um, you know, and I thought of this kind of like analogy is like, think about your cell phone. You know, if you were to not charge it every single night next to your bedside, it would get to a point where at some point the next day or you know, the following day, it's going to die. And most likely if you're not planning for it, if it dies out of nowhere, you might not have a charger. It might not be a convenient place to have your phone die. 
you might be in the middle of using it when it dies like it's just not going to be convenient then when you go to charge it we all know it takes like 10 minutes i don't know if this is just me but like it takes like five minutes for the phone to turn back on like you're sitting there you're waiting you're like gosh this is like such a you know this is getting in the way this is so inconvenient but if you would just charge it every night if you had just charged it and allowed it even if at the end of the night it's only at you know 45 percent still you charge it every night right and it's because you want to wake up with it a hundred percent so the same thing with our mental and our hustler you know batteries is that we need a daily recharge so for me sometimes this looks like sketching rollerblading sometimes it's like thrift shopping or just going on a walk without a podcast without a step goal without a time goal um, sometimes it looks like laying on the couch and watching Love Island I'm not gonna lie <laughs> and by the way not Love Island current USA season like a normal human for some reason I have been watching like Australia season seven like why I don't know um sometimes it is just laying out in the suns you know sometimes it's calling a friend and and being social like but it's whatever feels right in that moment whatever feels like it'll serve me in that time um it's honestly having having this daily designated chill time is really important to have that recharge that reset and do it in a way that feels good and like mentally you're prepared for it. it's not coming out of nowhere it's not like you're getting burnt out at the end of a week and just you know flopping on the couch and watching love island for seven hours it's like you plan for it you know you're gonna watch you know one hour or you're gonna be rollerblading for 45 minutes and then you're gonna get back to whatever you're meant to be doing um so anyway just a way for you to show up for yourself to um not experience that burnout do you know what i mean okay Number two is setting goals aligned with but separate from the main goal. Okay, I think it's really, really easy to set these big goals that feel so far off. And while it can be really exciting to set new habits and um, have our eyes on like new patterns and new, new, you know, goals in our life, it can also be really easy to fall off the wagon, to get bored, to get frustrated with lack of progress, and to quit. And ultimately, you can probably relate to that if you're listening to this episode. Um, and I have definitely experienced that. But the thing is, it, like, let's say, okay, let me explain this. Like, what I mean by setting aligned goals that are not the same as the main goal. So let's say your goal is to be a millionaire okay so you want to be a millionaire great without setting without using this tip you know let's say you have this goal of being a millionaire so you start doing all these like millionaire habits you like google like what all the millionaires do you know whatever and you start doing all those things after a few weeks you are not even close not anywhere closer to being a millionaire so you kind of get swayed by life, you get bored, you get frustrated, all the things I kind of explained earlier, and you end up pushing that goal to like the later category. So this happens so much and 
This can be a goal, like a fitness goal, a weight loss goal. It can be a relationship goal. It can be like, you know, you want to see XYZ results in your relationship and um, when you don't get there, you kind of put it off, you push it off and you say, ah, well, we'll fix that down the road, right? So this can be applicable to so many different types of goals, but I'm just using this idea of being a millionaire as one. Um, so let's say you set some aligned goals that are separate from the millionaire goal, goal, but they are serving of that goal, right? So some other goals could be like, okay, I'm going to save $100 per week, you know, or okay, I'm going to take this course on investment income strategies, or I'm going to start this side business to earn an additional stream of income so then I can then save it. Or maybe you have a goal of like decluttering your house and selling items to make some money. Okay, so these are all like shorter term goals that are in alignment with that bigger term goal. And what's cool about this is they kind of act like stepping stones on a bigger journey. So you have time and energy you're putting into these goals and you it's almost like you get satisfaction and gratification sooner than that millionaire goal but by achieving each one of these smaller goals and aligned goals you're staying in alignment with that bigger goal and you're getting closer to that bigger goal right so um for me you know this where i've seen this come up in my life is my goal of sobriety to start the year so um when i started 2023 i knew this was going to be the year where I really like experimented and I say that word because it really was what I was aiming to do just experimenting with sobriety I knew I wanted to see you know can I enjoy the sober side of life can I do it can I be this version of myself can I you know xyz so in order to stay accountable to that longer term goal because again the goal of sobriety is it's kind of vague enough it's long term enough that it can be overwhelming when you look at the big picture of things like similar to the millionaire goal like yeah that's a great goal but like it can seem overwhelming it can seem vague it can seem like so far off and it can also seem like something you know i can i can get to this down the road i am in no rush right so same thing with sobriety so in order for me to stay accountable to that sobriety goal I decided I was going to set another goal that was in alignment and that goal was stepping on the NPC stage again this year and really getting back into bodybuilding originally actually I only had plans to do one show like I really truly was just like okay get me to June because that is as far out as I wanted to like plan my sobriety stint if you will (laughs) at the time I thought that I was gonna end and just return back to old me lol um but i knew that okay at least if i have this goal of stepping on the npc stage of you know doing another prep for a bodybuilding show i know that that will hold me accountable to being sober because it's more tangible stepping on a stage putting on a suit doing the day-to-day prep work was like a stepping stone to also be achieving sobriety without solely having the goal of sobriety. Does that make sense? So for your guys's, um, you know, goals, maybe you have a health goal, a weight loss goal. Instead of just thinking like, I want to lose 50 pounds, some goals that can be in alignment with that 
might be like, I want to pick up pickleball. I want to join a pickleball league and I want to win a pickleball tournament or I want to squat this much weight or I want to, um, let's see, like join this gym or try out for this team or whatever, like things that are aligned with fitness, but they're not specific to that 50 pound weightlift goal. Does that make sense? And these are easier to wrap your mind around, easier to kind of work toward. They're more specific than maybe that longer big term goal. You know, this tip, this um, piece of advice for me is really important because I see all the time that it is really easy to give up on those bigger, long-term, more vague goals, the ones that take a little bit more time. It's really easy to give up on those because in the moment, getting swayed by life and getting persuaded and kind of um, we get like tunnel vision on the things that are in near, near and dear to us, right? Like we see what our friends are doing. We um, have an event coming up. You know, things get distracting for us. And so it's easy to put things off. And then that's where you get back into the cycle of, okay, well, I'm just going to go off track for this week. I'll just start back over on Monday. And if you're sick and tired of that cycle of starting over on Monday or starting over again at the first of the month, then, you know, I really think that this is a piece of advice that you should take. Okay, number four. Ooh, I love this one. This one is, oh no, number, oh my God. We're on number three. Sorry, I was about to skip one. Number three is being accepting of change in all areas. Okay, this is so important because I think we like to think that, okay, I'm going to set this goal in my life and that's going to be the only thing that changes. And then when we see other things in our life being changed by us going after that goal, we get frustrated or we get scared or... Or we hold ourselves back from even going for that big goal because we're like, oh, like what will my friends think? Or, oh, I can't do that because of, you know, that would mean a difference in this lifestyle habit that I have. Or that would mean a change for this person. And we start to make excuses for ourselves for not showing up for that goal because it's creating change in other areas of our life. I, I really think if you want to be the person that goes after their goals and isn't constantly the person quitting on themselves you just have to understand that we can't plan and predict and like orchestrate the change that's going to occur and the butterfly effect that's going to happen when we start to show up for ourselves and for our goals because change is inevitable it, it really is we can't control how other people are going to react we can't control how it's gonna affect the other people in our life. Like you might start to realize like going after, let's go with that weight loss goal, right? Going after that weight loss goal might mean that you're spending your time and energy in different places than your friends. And it might be hard to accept the fact that you're not spending as much time with your friends anymore. They're not inviting you to all these things anymore because you keep saying no because you keep having, you know, different places you want to be like the gym and like, uh, you know, whatever other side goals and aligned goals you've set as well. So 
when our social circle starts to change, we kind of get freaked out or like nervous and we're like, oh my God, it's too much is changing. And then again, we get sucked into life. We get sucked back into old patterns, old habits, and boom, here's where we're back starting over on Monday, starting over on the first of the month. Okay. So if you want to be the person who stays consistent in achieving your goals and isn't constantly in the cycle of starting over, you just have to accept that change is going to happen. You can't predict it. You can't plan for it. It's just going to happen. And a lot of times it's going to happen in the areas of your life that you might typically resist change. But I just want to reassure you that sometimes the change we're not expecting is the exact change we never knew we needed. Can I repeat that? The change that happens is sometimes the change that we never knew we needed uh it's so crazy because i think there are so many times in my life where in me showing up differently in order to achieve a goal that has created a ripple effect of change in my life in areas that i wanted to stay the same actually but ultimately when i allowed it to change other areas of my life it actually improved things in like a significant way in ways I, I literally couldn't even predict in the first place, right? So be open-minded, be accepting. Don't let that fear of change keep you from going for your goals, going for those big things, going for the version of you that you ultimately want to show up as. Okay, number four. It's kind of related, but kind of not. Number four is perform a social circle audit. Okay, so this is more, more than just accepting that change will happen. This is like very specifically, take a look at the people you are surrounding yourself with. Take a look at the time you are spending and who is it consisting of. I know we know and you hear it all the time that we are a result of the five people we spend the most time with. But have you ever like really deeply asked yourself, like who am I spending time with? Like, do they have similar goals? Do they encourage my progress? Do they inspire me? Do they hold me accountable? Do I hold them accountable? Do I feel pulled away from my goals and intentions? Do they poke fun at me? Do they criticize me? Like, don't lie to yourself. Be really, really honest in this audit. And I think you might realize that one of the reasons you're, you're falling into this toxic cycle of constantly starting over is largely to do with your social circle. Um, I think people underestimate how affected we are by the need for community and the need for fitting in and the need for feeling needed and that's what friends and social circles have us uh, feeling good about you know being a part of something i just want you to know that just because you're a part of a social circle right now and just because you feel very you know ingrained into a certain group of friends doesn't mean you can't find that elsewhere and doesn't mean you can't find that elsewhere with a group who will encourage you, who will have similar goals to you, who will inspire you, who will hold you accountable, who won't poke fun or criticize you. 
those people exist. And um, far too often, I see people holding on to old relationships simply because they're scared of what it might look like to vibe alone for a little bit in the middle part of finding new friends or finding a new social circle. Um, and it is scary, I'm not gonna lie. Like, feeling, quote unquote, alone can be scary. And I know there was a time in my life where I was very fearful of being alone, being lonely, feeling loneliness, like all of those things terrified me. So I forced myself to like, just accept the people that were in my life as the people that are in my life and just this is how it is. But I really want to enforce like really like press on you guys that there are people out there who have similar goals to you you aren't alone in the way you think or the way you want to show up in life it's just that if you aren't creating space for those people to be in your life because other people are filling those spaces in your life they're not they're not gonna have room to be a part of your life until you make that space which might mean that you're left with a lot of space, aka loneliness, before you find those people. Does that make sense? Um, and that's okay too, you know? So I want you guys to be really honest with yourself. Performing that social circle audit um, will help you get clear on like, hey, do I need to make a change? Or, or maybe not. Honestly, maybe you have a really great, supportive, encouraging group of people in your life. And if so, that is beautiful and that's amazing. Um, you should take a second to remind those people how important and special they are to you. Okay, number five is you need to, in order to be a person who actually achieves their goals, actually succeeds in the things they say they're going to go after, you need to be performing time, energy, and identity tracking. Okay, here is what I mean by this the way we spend our time matters and where we put our energy matters both of those things have a direct impact on the identity that we have about ourselves that we possess um and identify as the identity we identify as that's uh repetitive but you know what i'm saying okay um think about it this way and here's what i mean when I say tracking of that. So I want you guys to track for one week. One week, where is your time going? What are you putting your energy into? And how is that affecting the opinion of yourself and what you are capable of? So here is kind of like to dig deeper in that. Are you setting like these really big goals and then actually just sitting and scrolling on social media on your phone and spending your time looking at what other people are doing, looking at stories and Snapchat and Instagram and then starting all over with Facebook and you're putting your energy into social media and things that aren't progressing you toward your goals. Because if that's the case, look at the big picture here. You set this goal and then you put your time and energy into something frivolous, something that has nothing to do with that goal, ultimately that's gonna result in you forming an identity in that 
you can't show up for your goals, that you are lazy. Deep down, like, I know we don't want to think these things about ourselves, but the, but the way we show up for the things we say we're going to show up for, it really does impact our own view of ourselves. So if you are setting these goals and then spending your time and energy in contradicting ways, you're going to have a negative identity about yourself. You're going to start to foster this negative self-image, low self-confidence. You're going to you know, hear this narrative in your head that you aren't the type of person that achieves things and you aren't the type of person that could succeed in these areas. You're lazy, you're a slacker, you're a corner cutter, you know? All these things you're gonna start to tell yourself, but the reality is you are not that, okay? I wanna remind you, you are not that. Those things don't define you. You are simply spending your time and energy in places they shouldn't be, okay? So the reason I want you to track this is because I want you to get really clear with yourself on where you're putting your time and your energy and how that's affecting the thoughts you have about yourself. So let's say the opposite of this. Let's say you set this big goal and then you are putting your time into the things you need to be putting your time into to achieve this goal. You're putting your energy into the work, the discipline, the habits, the patterns you need to be forming to be the type of person that achieves this goal. That is going to help foster and create, cultivate an identity of, wow, I'm a hard worker. Like, I am a hustler. <laughs> I am a person that shows up for themselves. You know what, guys? Um, when I look at my year this year, for the first time, I can confidently say that the opinion I have of myself is so high because I have consistently showed up for myself in the ways I said I was going to show up for myself. Like, it is consistent. Um, it is not where I'm saying I'm going to do something and then putting my time and energy in other places and other things. I'm saying I'm going to do something and that's where my time and energy is going. So I want you guys to, again, take a little audit of this. Look at your day. Literally track it. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, write it down. How many hours are you spending on work? How many hours are you spending on your phone? How many hours are you spending on the couch? How many hours are you spending in the gym? How many hours are you spending socializing? How many hours a day are you spending, you know, eating or cooking or, you know, with your boyfriend? Like, whatever it is, I just want you guys to track out your days to have a visual and be really clear on where you're putting your time and energy because then when you take a look at your goals, it's not going to be so, you know, question mark of like, wait, why am I not achieving this goal? Or why am I constantly starting over every Monday? It's not really going to be a question because you're going to look at this sheet and you're going to be like, well, damn, I spent 17 hours this week watching Grey's Anatomy. That's why I feel like I am starting over every Monday. Okay. It's not because of the, the identity, identity that I now have of myself because of that. It is because my time and energy are going into something that is completely not related to the goals that I say that I have for myself, right? So the cool thing is once you're clear and once you have that audit and you have the clarity around where your time and energy is going, you have the ability to change that. So you have the ability to be like, you know what? I'm not going to spend 17 hours this week on the couch binge watching Netflix. I, I'm not, I know I'm not going to feel like it, but I'm going to 
walk for an hour a day. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to get to the gym. I'm going to X, Y, Z. Okay. So you can start to change where you're putting your time and energy. And I promise you that's going to affect the identity that you have of yourself, the image and the narrative you're telling yourself in your head about what you're capable of. And that's going to affect how you show up for yourself and how you show up for this goal. Okay. I hope that all like makes sense. Um, number six, we're almost there. Number six is the basics need to become the baseline. Okay. So here's what I mean by this. When we set goals, oftentimes, like I said earlier in this episode, I said something along the lines of like, it's really easy and it, it can be really exciting to set new goals and, you know, go and buy that new planner from Target and set your alarm for 5 a.m. and like tell, sh- screenshot it and post it on Instagram and be like, I'm part of the 5 a.m. club and like post your workout selfie and like it can be fun in the beginning. But, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks in, you know, is it still fun? Uh, no. However, when you start with the basics and you make that your baseline and you make that the standard in the way that you're showing up for these goals, you can build on it. So what I see all the time in people who are the type of people that constantly start over and Monday's day one again, the first of the month is day one again. Those are the people that jump to wanting to do the most in the beginning. They're like, you know, and I'm gonna now relate this to some personal training clients. Like, if you guys listened to my last episode, it was with Destiny. She talked about her journey and one of the things that she shared was like the way that we got her started and with her journey, she at the beginning, was just like, let's, you know, let me just trust you and I'm committed. She was so clear with me on that. She was like, I'm committed. I'm ready to be diligent in this goal. I'm ready to show up for myself. So we started with the basics and that is so important. I see people all the time that want to jump into, okay, let me sign up for five days a week. Let me also sign up for macro planning. Um, Let's sign up for this. Then what can I do? I'm going to go to the gym on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm going to start running and they want to do all the things. Okay, well, you are going to overwhelm the hell out of yourself and ultimately it's not sustainable. It's not going to be keep upable with because you haven't formed a standard around the basics. You haven't formed habits in the small things. You know what? You're going to get so much further if you simply make three to five small changes about your day-to-day in the basics than if you were to try to implement like 15 new things in your day-to-day schedule. And the reason is because you can't keep up with those 15 things. Maybe long-term in a year, in two years, three years, you're going to be able to handle all 15 of those things. But right now, if you're starting on a new goal, if you're setting yourself up for like starting on a goal, you can't possibly do all 15. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be um, frustrated with yourself. You're going to get exhausted. You're going to experience that burnout and you're ultimately not going to go far. And then you're going to end up being the person that starts over every Monday, which is not what we want. Right? So, this tip really is pretty simple. It, I'm just saying, 
you need to make the basics the baseline. That needs to be your standard. It needs to be the habit to not snooze your alarm. It needs to be the habit to increase your protein intake. It needs to be a habit to get your 10,000 steps a day in. You know, similar to the example I gave about the millionaire, it's like the baseline of most millionaires, like the, they're the basics, is they are savers. They are, the, I see that all the time. It's like they're not big spenders, especially as they're making their money, right? Like, okay, how can I make that a baseline in my life? Well, let, I need to get my spending under control, right? So you can't go and be like, I'm going to invest all this money in these areas. I'm going to start these three side income projects. I'm going to sell these things in my house. I'm going to do all these things all at the same time. And I'm going to be a millionaire. Like, mm, uh, okay, probably not as... <laughs> as fast as you thought and probably all of those things might feel really overwhelming to do all at the same time however if you simply started with okay I'm gonna lower my month-to-month like, -month expenses you know I'm gonna look at which subscriptions I can cancel you know um, start with those basics and start to make start to change the way you're spending your money the way you look at money etc that's that's where you start right build the foundation and then build upon it once that becomes digestible and that becomes something that you don't even have to think about right and the last one number seven guys this is my absolute favorite tip because it has been the game changer for me and <laughs> take it as you want to but number seven is go 12 weeks sober yep whether or not you see drinking and alcohol as a quote-unquote problem or a barrier to your success in life, I truly believe that everybody would experience a level up in life by experimenting with 12 weeks of sobriety as an adult. I think far too few of us have gone prolonged periods of time truly and completely sober that it just becomes a part of our life. The brain fog, the anxiety, the social pressure to drink, the time wasted, the money wasted, all these things that go into drinking just become the norm. And honestly, when every weekend, even if it's just a day out of the weekend, becomes getting ready to drink, drinking, recovering from drinking, cringing at at what happened while you were drinking and then repeating it's obvious why you're you feel like you're starting over every Monday right so what I realized and um what I experienced in the first 12 weeks of sobriety this year for myself was that I was able to show up in such just more just clear headed no brain fog no exhaustion I was more motivated I was more excited about life I didn't have the time stress or like the energy stress right it wasn't like a um oh my god I have no time because I'm going out Friday and then I'm sleeping in Saturday and then I'm gonna go to brunch and it, like it really just cleared up my schedule when I chose to stop drinking and I'm not saying that you know, in not drinking, your whole life changes. It doesn't have to. I mean, you can literally keep the same routine and same life 
without drinking as you had with drinking, but I would bet that in experiencing sobriety, you might start to realize some of your preferences changes, preferences change in terms of the activities you enjoy, the people you spend time with, the way you view yourself, the way you show up for your career, the way you show up for the things you're passionate about, your fitness and health is going to improve. Like so many things just for me at least have become so clear that I'm like, okay, wait, I I don't feel like I'm constantly starting over every Monday. Instead, it's like this steady progress toward where I want to go. Oh, it's just, it's like really something I'm so proud of. But the reason why I say 12 weeks is because it does take time for your body to detox. It does take time for your hormones to stabilize, for your body to start to produce like dopamine and serotonin on its own again because when alcohol becomes a thing your body can rely on, it stops doing some of the things it would normally do because it's getting hit, hits of dopamine, uh, the, the, which is like the happy hormone, right? It's getting hits of that artificial and short-term hits, but it's still getting hits of that while you're going out to happy hour on Friday and then at brunch on Saturday and then Sunday fun day, you know, or at that book club meeting on Wednesday night. And so when that becomes something consistent, again, even just a few times of your week, your body's like, oh, I don't have to make as much anymore on my own because I know I'm getting it externally. So anyway, I share this with you guys because, um, you know, the journey through sobriety can, in the beginning, can seem like kind of confusing. And the reason I say 12 weeks is because, you know, giving yourself the adequate amount of time to experience the full benefits of sobriety is so freaking worth it. I think, you know, going like a month without drinking or there's like 75 hard where people stop drinking for what is that like two and a half two months yeah um there's like these fitness challenges and things like that however ultimately you know people are just returning back to old patterns and habits so i would just say i would challenge you to give yourself the 12 weeks if sobriety is something that you're kind of curious about or contemplating um, I would ask you to reach out to me. I have recently started this program called the Sober Experiment. It's a mentorship prog- program that I run alongside my co-founder, Maggie Jensen, and we are just so passionate about it. Um, teaching people a life outside of alcohol without the focus of alcohol. Um, the idea is not to sit around and talk about how drinking has you know, damaged our lives, Instead, the baseline is removing alcohol from your life. And then from there, we do the work on how to show up as our best version of ourselves, how to find and experiment with life outside of alcohol, outside of spending time at bars and happy hours. You know, where else do we find happiness in life? Who are we? You know, like I said earlier, like not many of us adults have experienced a prolonged period of sobriety so when you remove alcohol it can seem like you know who am i what do i enjoy doing what are my passions what are my hobbies you know what are my goals um so we lead this program to help introduce people to this life outside of 
alcohol and help them fall in love with a version of themselves that they're thoroughly obsessed with. So if this is something that resonates with you, please DM us on Instagram at at try the sober experiment or you can reach out to me at it's in your draft um i'd love to chat with you guys about it and that was my quick little plug but really really this seventh tip is to try 12 weeks of sobriety because i promise in those 12 weeks removing alcohol substances from your life you are going to just show up for your goals so much better like there is no doubt in my mind And if you want to stop being the person that constantly starts over every Monday and every first of the month, it is worth trying. I always tell people, if you're scared to remove alcohol from your life or you have all these excuses why you don't need to or why you shouldn't or why it's not that important, I think it's even more important that you try. But ultimately, worst case scenario, if you remove it from your life and you're like, nah, this ain't it, you can always go back to your old patterns and old habits be open-minded to another side of life at the end of the day it's three months like it's not that long in the grand scheme of life and if it could get you a different result than what you're currently experiencing in the results of you setting out to achieve your goals um i promise you it, it will be worth it so anyway that's tip number seven so that is all i have for you guys today <laughs> i just love this episode because I think it is something that a lot of people struggle with, probably in silence. It is a frustrating thing to set goals and then constantly feel like you're not living up to them. But I promise you, you are capable. You are able to achieve the things you want to achieve. You hold it within you. I, I promise you. So um, let me know if this episode resonated with you. Send it to a friend. If it did, post it on your social and um let's share away so i love you guys you will hear from me next week and i hope you have a great rest of your day go out and get uncomfortable get into growth and we'll see you next time bye friends that is all i've got for you today friends if this resonated with you or someone you know might enjoy it go ahead and share it on social media or within your own circle and if you want to be extra amazing take a second to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening from it would mean the world to me anyway i can't wait to get uncomfy with you next time but until then please go out and get uncomfy without me you got this